Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation I'm so excited to share with you because we're talking all about this idea of empowered wellness, empowered self-care. Because a lot of times when you think of self-care, it's a lot of, you know, you hear people telling you what to do on the internet or you see what they're doing and then you try to replicate it in your life without actually getting to the root of what you need. Especially, and we go into this in today's conversation, but as an athlete, you don't have a lot of say in, you know, what you do, how you train, how you move your body, all your emotional intelligence, all of that because, you know, you're working together, you're working as part of a team. And so after that, you know, you have to try to find your sense of self and doing what makes your body, mind, and spirit happy. So we talk with Allison today all about that, how to finally thrive in your life. And so I think that you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation. And if you like today's episode, please take a screenshot of it, post it up on your Instagram story. You can tag at liveyourpb. It's at liveyourpb. You'll be passing it along to a friend who might need it. I'll repost it. All that exciting thing. So please go check it out on Instagram there. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Allison Filo. She's a dynamic fitness trainer and energy coach specializing in rapid permanent change through corrective exercise, metabolic nutrition, and energetic alignment. She's on today to talk about her book, Finally Thriving. Allison, I'm so excited you're joining us today. Me too. Thanks so much, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your book, Finally Thriving, Your Guide to Empowered Wellness. What's it about, like how you were inspired to write it? Yeah. So it is It is a guide to empowered wellness. I wanted to give people an experience, a journey uh, of really getting to know themselves much better and realizing that really it's the process of you discovering yourself is your, your wellness journey. It's also a self, a self-help journey. 
So it's not just always about the body, you know, food and fitness, it's so much more. There's about, you know, as an athlete and you being an athlete too, can probably relate, Emily, there has to be a process of aligning the mind so that what we, you know, the changes we go through with our food and our fitness can actually take hold and become sustainable. Um, and then they, then you get into also moving emotions through and, and connecting more with your spiritual parts. And so those are the steps that I take people through. The first part is about really, uh, align it's the first phase is about aligning the mind. And I take you through small chapters where we go through different aspects of how you can align your mind and, and some action steps to take as well. The middle part is connecting with your body, how to connect with your body through very easy, low tech, natural things that your body can already do, but we're just not maybe fully aware of and very easy, easy changes to start to integrate into your life. For example, I talk about nose breathing and how that can actually increase your metabolic rate just by changing over to nose breathing, you know? So many people are mouth breathers, especially athletes, and it really does waste a lot of energy. So I talk about how you can switch over to nose breathing and how that can benefit both the metabolism and the immune system over time um, and really give you a much more way of uh, producing energy more efficiently. So little things like that in the middle not little things. Those are kind of big things, but, and I go into other aspects of the body as well in that section. And then I bring everybody into listening to their spirit, getting to a place of more empowered wellness. Yeah, no, definitely. I love that you use that word empowered wellness instead of just, you know, I feel like the buzzword right now is all about like self-care and wellness. And that's like the stuff you see on social media, but this is kind of a different aspect of it. Absolutely. And, and, and so, yeah, what is empowered wellness, right? I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's owning your experience, right? So I'm sure you've probably come across people that you've worked with Emily, who are just asking what to do, you know, and that's totally fine. Like, you know, everybody does that, especially when we're learning something for the first time, but at some point, then you have to become aware of what works for you instead of constantly looking outside yourself for answers. The answers have to start coming from within. Otherwise you're never really owning it. And it's always someone else's program or, or opinion that you're going by. And so that can be a lot, very um, unfulfilling as life goes on. And then we can feel lost and uh, disconnected. So my answer is to learn how to connect with yourself so that you can you know, be presented with ideas and opinions and then see what works best for you. Really define that for yourself. Yeah. How do you recommend that someone can maybe start doing that? Because right, as we were talking about on social media and just hearing from so many different people, there can be a lot of opinions or a lot of like, this is the best way to do it. This is the best way. How do you start listening to yourself above everyone else's? That's a really, really good question. And I think the problem with that is the problem people continually face is that we're in a society of quick fixes of like, let's do it. Let's get it done right. You know, quickly, it has to be done in a month. Well, that's just not enough space to hold for yourself for changes to be made over, over long periods of time with anything we do, like any kind of skill that we develop, it takes time. So my first, my advice to first do here is to give yourself space. So take out all the things that you don't need 
like distractions, you know, like clean the closet out, so to speak, of your life by taking out um, notifications on your phone, prioritizing time for yourself every day so that you can put yourself first and connect with yourself that way as well. You know, just take out all the noise so that you can have that extra space to bring in new opportunities and new change. The problem, I think, too, is that people get afraid of change. They get afraid of the space that gets created because there's a little bit of a void there. And we've been taught so much to take action and do, 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 you know, but we haven't really been taught to hold space for ourselves to not to just be. So that is also the spiritual aspect that I share is how can you just be, you know, and, um, and it's also just, you know, something that many spiritual gurus and ascended masters talk about, like, how can you get to this point of just being, you know, just appreciating and loving everything that's around you, no matter what, there's nothing really to do. Right. So that's kind of the point we're getting to, but you have to, you have to create that space first for yourself uh, to do that. So making your morning time sacred, just make it for you, you know, don't invite all this other stuff in yet. Give yourself some time to step into the day and, and reflect. So little, little things like that, I think would be a great place to start. Yeah. So maybe instead of waking up and being like, okay, this is now the time that I fit in my workout and my meal prep and journal and 10 other things at once. It's like, okay, maybe some of that time should be for rest. Exactly. Or, or just reflection or just being with yourself. You know, it's like, there's, it's okay to not do anything sometimes, you know, sometimes I will uh, give you, I'll give you an example. One thing I've been doing a lot of lately is I've been having these very vivid, lucid dreams at night. And so what I'll do is I'll just lay in bed for a little bit longer and reflect on those dreams so that I don't lose them before I wake up and start getting on with my day. And then sometimes I'll write them down as well, just to look back and reflect on them. But it's a way to really strengthen your, your relationship with the unknown, with the, um, those unknown parts of yourself, the intangible parts of yourself that, you know, you really can't define, you know, um, and we're not always going to understand, but it's good to have that balance there because that leads to creativity that leads to imagination and that leads to unlimited possibilities. So we want to get to a place where we're unlimited within our, our thoughts there, you know? And so that's also going to help someone become more empowered with their wellness because they're going to become more creative with it. They're going to figure out a way that works for them. And of course, like I said earlier, you're going to start off with a plan that somebody probably gives you. Right. And that's totally fine. Cause I do recommend, you know, hiring a skilled coach that can, that can take you to the pro- through the process. But with that, you're going to, you're going to see what works and what doesn't work for you. And that's fine. You know, the, the key is just to not hold ourselves to, to too much restriction within that. Cause you know, it can get that way. Like you can fill your morning up with all this to, to do's all these to do's these things you have to do, like your workout, your food plan, you know, it's like, let's not make it so complicated. Like, you know, one step at a time. And then, like I said, give yourself space for grace, right? Yeah, no, I I love that so much, you know, definitely 
we can go through the motions so much, but if you don't take that time to just stop and reflect, it's like, okay, but then you're not getting to know yourself more. You're not actually helping yourself. So I love that advice. And I'd love to get to know a little bit more about your background too, because you were an athlete in your past. You've been a fitness trainer for a while. And then you said that you started to get into this spiritual stuff kind of on the side. So how did that kind of mesh together for you? How did you see, you know, your fitness practice kind of transforming into this energy practice, all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was a gymnast for a long time. It was from the age of, uh, I started when I was five and I started competing when I was six. And then I competed up until I was 22 and I did college gymnastics as well. And, uh, you know, it was a full-time job. Like in the beginning of it, it was really, really fun and playful. And, you know, not that it wasn't still fun after a while, but it just did become, you know, like four hours, three or four hours a day in the gym, almost, you know, five to six days a week just becomes a lot. And then competitions and all those things you do that for, you know, from the age of like six to 22, that's like, yeah, I feel like I retired after that. Like I retired from a job, but I learned so much about the body. I learned about the potential of the body, what the body's capable of, what, how consistency and uh, perseverance pay off, you know? So those are really valuable skills that I don't think most people who are just in general fitness really learn because they're taught, you know, all these different approaches and quick fixes, and they're not really taught the long-term sustainable route um, and how, where that, where that takes, you know, every athlete really learns that along the way they learn how to stay, you know, the, the, the art of consistency and, and, you know, continuing to do the same thing over and over again, the basics, you know, and where that takes you. But most um, beginner exercisers really don't really don't learn that. And so um, anyway, so I, you know, I was a gymnast. I learned all those great skills from that, the art of discipline. And um, but I was so I I was so into uh, doing what people asked me to do because I was a coach, you know, I was coached for many years. And so I would just, you know, being coached for many years, you you learn how to be coachable, but you don't necessarily learn how to be creative or, uh, you know, a little bit more outside the box with your imagination and those kinds of things. There was some creative outlets within that, but I think I handed that over a little bit to become a serious athlete. You know, my, my balance between my artist and my athlete were a little off as I got into my late twenties. And after kids, I started to have digestive issues. And so I was like, okay, the, the, what I've learned physically isn't really helping me with this. I need to get into what food can do for me. And at the time there just wasn't a lot of information out there about that. I came across a book called how to eat, move and be healthy by Paul check. Absolutely changed my life. My digestion started getting better. And so immediately you know, I was a personal trainer at the time. So immediately I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people with this because it helped me so much. So I became a Czech practitioner, which stands for corrective holistic exercise kinesiology, as well as um, they have a program called holistic lifestyle coaching. So it's a holistic lifestyle nutrition coaching program. So I got into that. And so I started using that with myself and my clients and it was 
you know, at first I was really like, you guys have to, you know, like when you first learn some information, like everybody has to do this. I have to save the world. Every, I, this is like such great information. But then you learn as a coach. Wow. You know, like I, it's humbling because you got, everybody's on their own journey. We all have some level of um, ownership we have to take uh, for responsibility as well as my clients. Like they have a level of responsibility. I'm here to guide them but I can't do it for them. So they have to make the choice to want to make those changes and how they're going to make those changes. I can present the information and guide them through it. Ultimately, it's up to them how they use it. So as a coach, I started to understand that. And uh, so then I got into the emotional coaching aspect of it uh, because I, you know, emotions started coming up for me that I needed to really, um, pay attention to and start moving through. At the time when I was in at the Czech Institute, uh, JP Sears was one of my teachers and he recommended this program called Journeys of Wisdom. So I started to get involved with that, which was an emotional coaching intensive uh, group. And I started learning a lot about how to navigate emotions and how to build emotional intelligence use it on myself first, because it's always great for you to work on yourself before you start helping others with these things. And as I got into that, it really brought me more into the spiritual. And I would say that I would feel energy, but I didn't realize it was unique to me. And um, what I realized over the years is that how we connect with our spiritual self is so unique and personal that there has to be an exploration of what that means to each person, right? And so, for example, one way that I was able to connect with it was through, you know, certain movement practices like Qigong, learning how energy felt in my body when it moved through, you know, just little things like that, because your subtle energy body will be very unique to each person and how they feel that, how they perceive it. We all have different ways of sensing it. I also got into pranic healing at some point and was an energy healer and learned much more about the energy body that way or all the energy bodies and the chakra system and how it related to healing and, and different ailments and those kinds of things. And so that brought me into realizing, wow, there's like this whole nother side of the physical, like the physical is very intertwined with the, the energetic, like more than we realize so everything that we're thinking on a regular basis, the energy that we're bringing the table when we come to into a situation, it all matters. It's creating the reality that we live in. And I, I knew this for years, but, but just, I would say, you know, as just the past couple of years, it just started hitting me so hard that this is important for people to really put together. And I was like, I've got to talk about this because People don't realize how powerful this is, you know, how powerful they can be when they realize how they can take uh, ownership of their energy, you know, and, and get to know it better and get to know how their intuition works, how they receive information, which is really important. We all receive information differently. Um, so, yeah, I just thought these are really important topics to bring up and and because we're I think we're ready to hear them, you know? Yeah. No, I can relate to your story so much. You know, the part about like being an athlete and, you know, like you're trained to be coachable and disciplined and, you know, you're following suit to be a good athlete. And it's almost like you have to put the emotional intelligence off, right? Like you have to turn yeah. the switch off because like, you, you do don't get a say. 
especially like so I was in a rowing boat right there's eight people in the boat with me is a team sport like my personal like energy level spirituality like emotional intelligence all of that goes out the window like you just have to follow what someone else tells you and so you know you don't really realize that at the time of like how much that is you like turning off your intuition and like not really exploring that side of yourself and so there's definitely all the positives but yeah now that you're removed away from that you're like oh I do have all this power and all this like unexplored part yeah exactly that's so that's so I love that you brought that up because that's such an important aspect yes you lose parts of yourself when when we start to like like you said like as an athlete like as a gymnast I I had to at some point you know close off my emotions because you're going through painful moments, both physically and emotionally. And it's not something that is that you can really express in, in that kind of a sport. You know what I mean? It's something that we need that we've been taught to suppress um, because it's a tough sport. You know, I mean, it's it's really tough on the body and you kind of have to push through it just like with most athletic endeavors. But like you said, with that, you do lose parts of yourself and, and parts of how do you understand yourself? A lot of what we really connected to when we were kids, to be honest. I mean, if you can think back of when you were a kid and what you really love to do, what your energy was like, you can always tap back into that. Now it's just, it's just that, you know, along the way we lose parts of that because of, you know, because of life. And, and so that's one thing I talk about is how to connect with your inner child so that you can, again, connect with um, those powerful parts of yourself, the, the parts that your essence, the parts that makes you you, which I think is important for us all to, to connect to because it's, we, we're in a society where we're, we've been taught that what you do is who you are. And that's not necessarily true. You know, it's just a part of it, but it's not everything. So yeah, I, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. No, and to kind of build off that too, I know that in your book, you say that we're all naturally designed to thrive. Could you explain that a little bit more? So in my opinion, uh, you know, we've been taught that we have to fix ourselves constantly. We have all these things that are wrong with us. And, um, and like I said, there's all these things to fix, but what we don't realize is that we have everything we have ever needed, you know, already it's already there. Um, we just need to peel off the layers of either emotional blocks, you know, physical restrictions, mental blocks, you know, you know, trauma, all these things that really impede our, our ability to tap into our body's natural potential of thriving, as well as, you know, the, the mental aspect of thriving and the, and the spiritual aspect. So bringing all of three of these things in will help you explore this within yourself so that, you know, because I mean, like I said, with the nose breathing, I mean, how easy is that, you know, and that's a game changer in a big way. I mean, it's like, it's going to change your metabolism. You, you wouldn't even believe it how, how well that works, but it's, it's something our body does naturally. And these are a lot of the things that we have forgotten. And so connecting back with these things again is going to allow us to thrive because we're not going to use as much energy to, to do the things we used to have to do with, with a lot more effort, you know? And, and again, it's also like stories that have been passed down from generation to generation that keep, keep us, you know, heavy, you know, it's, it's up to you, like how you want to think, how you want to feel. 
It's not up to anybody else. And to me, that's truly thriving because you're actually creating your life the way you want to, right? So you're just peeling off the layers and just becoming who you are really. And it's, it's natural to, you know, it, a lot of things that we're taught are natural or not natural, you know? So it is natural to want to feel good, want to be optimistic, you know, not to say that you don't want to be real with yourself and, and approach light, you know, approach your shadows and your trauma. Absolutely. And at the same time, you definitely deserve to be happy. It is possible. It is possible. So I want people to realize that, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You can find this within yourself, no matter who you are. Yeah, no, I love that. It's kind of saying like, it's already kind of in you and, you know, it's not something that you have to work towards of like, oh, this is like another thing, but it's already kind of part of you. And then you just have to like work through that and listen to yourself more. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really a realization. It's just realizing that it's in you. Right. I mean, pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> but we all need to go on this journey because, you know, the journey is the experience, right? And if we didn't have the experience, you know, why are we here then? So that's why I think we're here is to get, to have that experience and have the experience you want to have. It's not based on, you know, um, giving your experience away to someone else. It's what you want to create. So I, what I'm doing is giving people experience of themselves back to them, you know? No, I, I love that. You know, you do have to go through that journey. And so, you know, I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? Look within yourself to see, to really reflect on your, your experience of yourself and the world, you know, is it, is it restrictive? Is it hard? Is it not fun? You know, is it serious? Um, do you want to change that? Do you want it to be more fun? Do you want it to be more joyful? Do you want it to be more blissful? Do you want to make mistakes with grace, you know, with ease, um, ha laugh, have fun. And those are the things that I want in my life. And that's, that is what changed my course. And so, you know, I feel like most people really want that. You know, there's all, you know, we have relationships or the relationships, money and health are our top, like issues. Right. But all that can be, all that can be, uh, remedied with exploring our relationship with ourselves. Cause it's all you, everything you see in your external world is a reflection of you, but it's hard to know that because it's, it, this is the illusion, right? So, um, and it's okay. We're here to experience this illusion so that we can generally feel and have these emotions. But I would say the most important advice is to feel, emote, live, you know, put yourself out there, do what you really want to do, start that process, wherever you want to start, you know, you know, you can start with my book and, and try some things in there for sure. I give everybody real easy, fun steps to start that process. It's a, your life's a creative process. So I would suggest looking at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you keep mentioning too, like keeping it fun, keeping it light, you know, like it should be an enjoyable process. So thank you for coming on today. Where can people find you, your book, all of that? Yeah. Thank you for having me, Emily. They can find my book at finallythriving.com. Uh, I also have a website called pureenergypdx.com that has my services as a trainer and a holistic 
nutrition and lifestyle coach. And you can also find me on Instagram as pure energy PDX. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.